I have a problem with David Hetty. You can open a set by being like really distraught and uncomfortable and slow and saying, I want to know what I This is David Hetty, and you are listening to I Have a Problem with David Hetty. Uh, you know, maybe you're listening to other things, but this as well, I suppose. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess right now, what's going on? I'm going to keep this intro a little bit short and get to the the conversation the with with, with my with my my very good friend actually. Um, his name's Mike. And he would prefer to remain, you know, relatively anonymous, as anonymous as he can without, you know, not, not having not having been on the podcast. That's all I'm going to say. And um, he and I have been good friends for a very long time, basically since like grade nine, grade 10. Um, one of my, you know, in, in your group of guy friends, he was one of the, you know, five or six or whatever. So again, lots of like ridiculous weekends and whatever anyway you, you understand this and basically uh i think it's a very it was really enjoyable to see him because i'm right now i'm in new york and he came down to for his own reasons but he came to visit for the weekend and we hung out and he slept over and it was it was great it was so lovely to see him and so i think that this is one of the podcasts where i'm i'm just most comfortable, and I, I think that comes across. I think that's a nice, a, a nice thing. And as well, then you know, uh, the stories. There are some pretty funny stories, I think, in this one, and it's kind of maybe one of the longer podcasts. And not to like have some great teaser, but if you get bored, like especially at the end, um, there's a very funny story. I think it's funny, um, and a sexy sexual story um but basically what else do i do i do i want to say um you know go listen to this if you want you come in later and i can do a little talking afterwards after the conversation with my very good friend mike Oops. I wrote some stuff down. You did? Kind of. Alright. I don't really know. This is going to ramble a little bit, but we'll see what's happening. Well, I guess don't sell it short before it's come short. Alright. Thank you for being here. Have we started? Yep. Alright. I'm glad to be here. Okay, good. (laughs) I want to start on a note of uh, cultural sensitivity. Which and is? wish you a happy Yom Kippur. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed your holiday. No, no, it's not supposed to be jokes, Mike. No jokes. I think this is meant to be serious. I think we're enjoying a traditional Seder of... Is it Seder after Yom Kippur? Do I have that right? Well, no. No? What happens after? What's the, the thing you do after? You're really exposing me. It's a terrible... <laughs> That's my representative idea. of this my is, culture. This is the problem I have with you. Is that you're, you're not keeping the faith properly. Um, no, Seder is more for Passover. Okay. Um, but after Yom Kippur, I imagine that people generally eat, eat a nice big meal drink. with their family. Yeah, right. But... Because the, the sun has just gone down <laughs> on Yom Kippur. 
my family didn't invite me. I emailed my family in Brooklyn saying I'm here. It'd be nice to have dinner one night, one evening. This is these are the highest holidays. Didn't get a call or anything. You should have them on this show. I should. They wouldn't call you back. I'm calling you back. Oh, disgraceful. <laughs> disgraceful. <laughs> but I'm happy. I don't know. Anyway, because it's interesting. Because uh, anyway, I'll have already introduced you as someone, a good friend. All right. Um, ways back. Yes. Because I think that I've. The other people that have uh, been on this uh, podcast, because I've, I've listened to them all. Okay. I'm a fan. Oh. Uh, but the other people that have done this podcast, I think I've known you for longer than all of them save Nick. Yeah. Um, so Nick and myself and a few other people date back to a group of uh, fresh-faced young kids. Grade 9, grade 10. That started hanging out in grade 9, grade 10. And uh, with some exceptions, for the most part, of are still friends. Well are still friends in some form or another. No, another being not at all. <laughs> no, most people most people within our group of friends still hang out with some other people in that group of friends, or at least keep contact I with I guess them. so. I think one got hardened to the drugs a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little Lovely bit. Lovely guy, but... Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Anyway. Um, <laughs> this took a dark turn. But others are now having kids who aren't, <laughs> I know, as far as I know, on yeah, drugs. A lot of people are having kids and doing things and we're doing this podcast yeah well that's something this is self-reflection for both of us uh, so um the purpose of this podcast uh, as i understand it is to bring up a problem or a complaint or a grievance and i want to start um we will we will get to the, um, the problem with david hetty okay can i ask something yes can please. we say what you do i know you want to keep oh yeah somewhat yeah, of a low yeah. Profile. please please do what so, you, you say it. okay so um I do legal work for an NGO uh, that promotes uh, uh, human rights. And the reason why I don't want my last name used or the name of the NGO used is essentially because uh, I don't really want it to be Googleable. 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 Okay. <laughs> right? Like if you look up the NGO, I don't want this, or me, I don't want this podcast to come up because there's a degree of political sensitivity to some of the stuff that we do. Right. And I, for all, I don't know where this conversation is going to go. We may be having a 30-minute conversation about fistulas, yeah, as sure I believe has happened before. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I want to... It's not like... I, I think that a fair number... Not a fair number, but certainly some of the people listening would probably be people that know me. Are you the Svengali who like gets girls to take their tops off in yes. Russia all the time? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I actually uh, have... Uh, I'm the producer of the Girls Gone Wild videos. And I have a reputation to protect. I think I met someone involved with that once. Anyway, that's not the issue. <laughs> I think I did. No, it's a joke I heard once about girls gone wild in libraries. Like that. That would be. That would. It's not. It's not my joke. Okay. So I. I anyway. But All right. it's about girls gone wild. It's not a big deal if they're on spring break. But if they were, you, if you were going to libraries and get these girls to take their tops off, it would be more impressive. Would be, yeah. I think it's. Anyway, I'm sorry. Whoever joke it is. Anyway, not anyway. Go on. Uh, I was just going to say that. Um, I'm sure that some of the people uh, who are listening to this will know who I am. Uh, and also, I'm, I'm sure that, like, honestly... Don't tell me when it's Mike. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, well, there's that, and I'm, and I'm fine with that. And I'm also fine with the fact that pe people, if they do a little legwork, will probably be able to figure out who I am. They weren't, yeah. Well, you, you'd hope so. Um, 
but the point is, and I'm and I'm fine with that because I assume I'm not going to say anything too outrageous. It doesn't matter. I'm going to put your name up anyway. So all this doesn't <laughs> like, I'm just I'm just going to go on a long anti-Semitic rant here. as part of it. No, no. I mean, like it, it's not something that I'm going to say too badly, but it's just one of those things where, like, because there's some sensitivity around what okay. I do. Let's get to the let's get to the grievance. Yeah. So I want to start before we do my problem with David Hetty or our like confrontation. Uh, I want to start with a problem that I have with a previous guest okay. that you had on this show. <laughs> oh, I like this. This is so turning. Uh, I like this. Okay, go on. This is this is a problem that I have with Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, who I've never met personally, um, but who I uh, I don't want to say despise because that seems strong, but I got a really negative impression from listening to the podcast, and I reacted very strongly to you uh-huh. when I heard it. Um, and there's there's a few aspects to it. I mean, I I, I didn't like I I just I, I was a little surprised listening to the podcast about you saying that this was a friend of yours because he seemed very I don't know the the well first of all like I, I I'll start by saying that like you mentioned in a subsequent podcast I think that uh, you had gotten a complaint from. A female friend of yours. Yeah. That this was like douchey locker room talk. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually, so I actually I just listened to the podcast again today mm-hmm. as as preparation. Oh really? Yeah. I listened to two of them today. I listened to that one and I listened to Nick's one um, on my way back from from the museum. Uh-huh. And like I completely got that sense from him. Absolutely not from you, but completely from him. He okay. really sounded like a locker room douche in the way that he was talking about women. Okay. And I'm not trying to wave that flag. Lord knows I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, pure as the wind driven snow on that issue. And I'm sure that like, whatever, uh-huh. but, uh, just, I, I, I get where they were coming from, from him for oh, one. Okay. But more to the point. Um, and I actually, I really had a problem with the, the way that he approached things with you. Wait, why are you saying this? Why are you telling this? Why am oh, I telling this? Yeah. Because I, I just want to go around a rant against this guy, and I thought it but would this be... Isn't the, okay, I'm, wait. That's so not the format your, of the show. This is your own personal... <laughs> this is my platform. Okay, okay, so what's the problem you have with Maybe I'll defend him. I'll defend him. All right, you'll defend him? Okay. Yeah. Well, look, all right. Because I, I just had a, a real problem with him just going on about how you're a class trader and all that stuff. Because, okay, he said I'm a class trader because I'm not going to law, I'm doing comedy. Right. Well, he painted this picture, first of all, of... The idea that like people who are educated should always, and from an educated background, should always pursue the same background as their parents. Okay. Really, and that if you're not doing that, you're a class trader. Okay. Which is such a stupid thing to say, because it just. First of all, a class trader is generally somebody, is traditionally supposed to be somebody from the lower classes who works for the establishment. Okay. Right. So calling somebody from like an educated or resourced class who chooses not to necessarily pursue that a class trader is, is wrong. Okay. But beyond that, like they, he paints this ridiculous rosy picture of lawyers as defenders of justice. And they're not. And it's, it's such a ridiculous thing to say. I know. And I just, that was all that I had to like, cause if he's, if he's listening, like it's so absurd and I'm not sure if he understood the absurdity of what he was saying okay. when he was throwing that out there. So now you expect people listening to this to go listen to that, to get the necessary context. I'm trying to engage people into your podcast by, by doing something totally different than what I asked you to come do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, well now they'll like, maybe they'll go to the other episode and be like, oh yeah, let's listen to the back catalog. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they'll be like, this is too much fucking work. Maybe. And why do you have such contempt for your audience? Maybe they don't they'll... have contempt for my audience. I think they have their time is valuable. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
Well, we'll agree to disagree. Which was a conflict that we had. And I thought I would bring it up just to see sort of where it leads. Uh-huh. And because I'm kind of curious, because I, I, I actually want more details on this story now. Okay, okay, let me, I'm curious. So I got an email from you, <clears throat> I guess this was a year ago or two years ago, uh-huh. and it basically said, um, you had a female friend that had a problem that she didn't want to go to a doctor for. Could oh. she describe the symptoms to me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I would describe them to my brother, uh-huh. who's a doctor, uh-huh. and he would get back to her uh-huh. about her condition. Uh-huh. And I, I, I answered with a few things. I said, like, well, okay, first of all, these kinds of, like, secondhand symptoms, like, you're not going to get a proper diagnosis. I, I said, I basically channeled my brother because... So what happened is basically I was... Can I... I don't know if it's clear. Please can I say, So basically, the, the background is I was seeing a girl who had some... Embarrassing, or you know, she thought it was an embarrassing health, health issue. Yeah, and want didn't want to see a doctor. Yeah, and that's why I emailed you. And you emailed me. Yeah, to and so she would describe the symptoms to you. Mm-hmm. You would describe the symptoms to me. Right. I would describe them to my brother, and then on, and we would go to the broken telephone and all the way back. Who was right? And get a diagnosis. <laughs> and get a diagnosis of her medical issue. Right. Through this ridiculous broken, broken telephone system, okay. All right. and I, and I, I, I think I, I was in law school at the time, so I made a, my my response was slightly legalistic. Overly, you were overly legalistic, right? I was I was studying for a health law exam at the okay. time, so I might have thrown in some gibberish about it. Might have I, I threw in some gibberish about standards of care and all that garbage, okay. and I recognize that that's not relevant. But more to the point yeah. is two things. One is that like objectively, mm-hmm. uh, this is not the way you should approach a medical problem. We live in a country where that has free health care. Go to a fucking doctor. Okay. That's one aspect of it. Okay. Another aspect is that, like, you kind of... I kind of understand you, you bringing this to me. Although I think that, like, that's a, it was a bit of an imposition to ask me to go to my brother with something like this. Okay. But beyond that, like, I know what he's going to say. I've grown up around doctors. I basically said, he's going to say what are you doing? I'm not going to participate in this. She needs to get her ass to the doctor because I can't give her a proper diagnosis. Okay. And I essentially relayed that to you. And you were... So my problem is not that you brought that to me. I think that was a slight imposition, but I don't... Not That's not what I fault you for. But you were furious when I got back to you. Were they really? You came back to me uh, and said something along the lines of, like, I'm, like, really, really upset about this. Like I can't believe it. Like this, I'm just I'm just asking for something so simple. Don't you know that I'm like I'm, I'm I'm I know all this legalistic stuff. Like how could you say no to me and blah blah blah. Uh huh. And you were I think that you first of all shouldn't have asked me that, and second of all uh, after you had asked me you should have accepted no gracefully. Okay. Fuck. I wish like oh I wish I could we pull up the emails. Do you want to pull up the emails right now? We can look. Do you want to pause? All right, yeah. we'll take a little break. I mean, I guess some of the things that were said include... So, okay, so basically I wrote... I mean, this is a long email string. But I basically asked you to do me a favor. This girl I'm seeing has a, this injury. Um, I obviously... Uh, I can't even... It was an injury? 
an injury? That's what it says. Um, and ask you, you know, ask your brother for a quick response. And I said, admittedly, it's a ridiculous thing that she doesn't want to go get it checked out. And you then you write me back and you say, the legal issues and things like this, you guarantee it won't be the most embarrassing thing the doctor has dealt with. And I wrote you back, I said, things like, I mean, giving me all this somewhat patronizing, ethical, legal mumbo-jumbo. We're two old, very good friends. And I asked you for a favor because my girlfriend had a medical concern. Da, 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 da. And then I say, I concluded by saying, <laughs> I know I said, I mean, Jesus Christ, Mike, and I never intended to get this angry in the email, but the more I think about it, if there's a next time I ask you for a favor, please have a little faith in the judgment of your goddamn good friend. You think I enjoy asking things of people I don't really know for someone other than me. This is something I do lightly or often. And then I neither want nor expect this to have any repercussions with respect to our friendship. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely, honestly, but man, I think you were so way incredibly fucking wrong on this one. Can we, can we, can we, so I, I, I also, I ended my first email by saying, uh, if you want to avoid repeating this, remember to tie a string or onto anything that you shove up there. It's my, it's my little joke. Right. And then you came back with all this anger. And so I came back to you and said, apparently I was right about you having something up your ass. Right. Which is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, I mean, I mean, that was a, you know, it was a funny joke. Um, Okay, so this is the problem. So your problem is that I came back with you so, yes, so so, so hard, so yeah. emotionally. Yes. <clears throat> um, okay. Um, I think that. Well, can we can we get more? Can I get more back? And I understand if you if you were going to draw a line here. Can I get more backstory on what was going on? I think what happened. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Like I don't even know if I. If I remember, it was clearly, I don't, like, I don't know, like, we're not using any names or anything like this, obviously. <clears throat> I just think it was some sort of concern with respect to, the, you know, a sensitive area somewhere, in, you know, down there. And I said to her, like, go see a doctor. Like, like what, like, what the hell? Like, what, what, would, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking? And she didn't want to go. Why didn't she want to go? Was it embarrassment, or because you had said something about that they they aren't they don't have clinics, or that it's tough to get a family doctor? Um, I don't look. I think I mean it, it, I think it is difficult in Quebec where it was at the time to go. But I don't look. It doesn't matter why she didn't want to go. I did what I could to say like, look, like you're being irrational. Like no no doctor is gonna could, is gonna give a shit. Just go. Yeah. But she wouldn't go, and I was concerned for her well being. And I really was like, I, I am genuinely concerned for you, and I want to find something out. So if you're not going to go, and I asked her, can I, would you be okay with this? I'm not using names, anything like this. And she said, sure. And that's why. And I think that I think that I was so hurt by your response to not see your brother or to tell me the reasons as to why you're not going to talk to your brother. Uh, because, like, I guess I kind of did feel that... You know, I have a sister, and I know you're close to your brothers. Yeah. And I felt like if you were to come to me with some sort of question about writing that needed answered by my sister, <laughs> no, but like, honestly, like, I kind of felt that you would just trust my judgment in this case to ask you something totally crazy 
because I'm in some, some situation where it's actually, it really matters. And I couldn't go to my mom for obvious reasons. Yeah. I understand why you couldn't go to your mom, but like, uh, uh, but you know, I think that in the end I did end up talking to my brother mm-hmm. and he essentially told me exactly what I told you because okay. he said like, first of all, this is irresponsible. Second of all, it's too tangential in the sense of, I think he, in the end he said like, if it was your friend, I might even do it. Mm-hmm. I might do it if it was your friend, but like your friend's girl, your friend's girlfriend, we're right. starting to get a little but that's tangential. Kind of thing, but that's the kind of thing where I would hope you'd say like, look, like this is totally like, this is totally fucked up. Um, and all these reasons, but if you still want it, like I understand like thing, you know, if you still want it after all this, then get back to me. Like even that would have been like, you're out of your, you're out of your goddamn mind, but here. But it's, it's one of those situations where, because I know what my brother is going to say, right? I was a little bit like, this is what he's going to say. And it's also, I mean, you say, I'm not, I'm not really that close to him. I mean, he's my brother. Okay. Okay. But we don't, we don't actually talk, you know, it's not like we talk every day or even every week. Okay. Okay. So there, there's also that. So it would be the idea of, it's not like I, I think twice about asking my brother for a favor because he is my brother, Mm -hmm. but I still like to be a little judicious and not bother him for... Yeah, possibly, I guess so. I guess I also felt... I also felt like, ah, like, this is kind of some, like, sexual thing. And it's kind of nice to, like, have an old buddy who has this, like, in sort of... Maybe there was a part of, like, this is kind of an exciting thing to be doing and da-da-da. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's an adventure. <laughs> no, I It's mean, an interesting insight into that medical situation. No, I was really... Your girlfriend. I, look, I was really, like, I was really worried. And I was... And, and, like, it wasn't... It turned to be nothing, okay? But, you know, if there's, like, the 2% chance it could be something, you want to do something for this person. And so I really felt like if she's especially if she's not going to go see someone and she's not going to tell anyone like i have to do what i can to help her out okay well look i see where you're coming from but i want to if if it's all right with you because again you're you're right this is your podcast okay so i don't want to i don't want to be taking the steering wheel but i'd like to segue on to um something that this conversation kind of brought up Okay. And I was I was actually going to come in here and try and do something a bit more retrospective. And my question was going to be <laughs> a collage, <laughs> a, a montage. Yeah. No. No. Uh, mm-hmm. My question was going to be: Have you learned anything from doing these podcasts? That's a great question. That's such a good question. I really appreciate that. Um, have I learned something? I think that. Well, the answer is yes. By the way. spoiler alert I think that I'm trying to I mean like you know one person has said like you should really actually go back and listen to these things like these are genuine criticisms and these are real yeah I think that's absolutely true and you you know you know me well so you'd be able to comment on that um I guess it's I guess that I learned something. I think that maybe taking, maybe not taking such a, I don't know, kind of like live and let live a little bit in terms That's of... That's a good one. Yeah, because I think that not don't to... get into fights with old ladies no, on subway no, trains. that's something... Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's something that I... That's I, the Nick episode <laughs> that you should go back and listen to. No, but in terms of 
not being so quick to judge or to assume that your values, your way of understanding the world is right sure. or better. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good lesson to learn. Because everyone, yeah, I think that, yeah. So. Well, the, the re- and the reason that I ask that is because when you did the episode with um, that lawyer. <laughs> like the Christmas, end of the year, New Year's, with the, the lawyer, yeah. the, the Daniel episode that, like, that, that I responded to so viscerally. Yeah. A big part of the reason that I responded the way that I did was because um, I went through law school as well and went on a different path. And the arrogance of assuming that you had to do things a certain way bothered me. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it, 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 I saw red for a few reasons. But I basically wrote to you saying, right after that episode, mm-hmm. saying, what is this guy's problem? This guy is awful. And you kind of wrote back to me saying, like, I interpret part of that as uh, <laughs> that you just, like, don't like to see me attacked. And you, you had a problem with the way that he was attacking me. And I think that's kind of sweet. Um, and I didn't correct you at the time. That's okay. Uh, that's how you email read. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, well, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, no, 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 fuck you. It's, it's about this guy. Um, no, no, no. It, it, but it, it, but the point is that, uh, is that I want to put that as context. Cause I want to say that listening to the episodes, I would say that in most of these conflict, in these conflicts, you tend to be wrong about 75% of the time. Really? Yeah. In my, in, in my estimation. And even with that, um, Daniel Guy, the lawyer, yeah. there were a few things that he brought up that I thought were legitimate. So like him, uh, and again, I, if you don't want me to go too deeply into the previous episodes, so it's fine. So wait a second, you're saying, so you're bringing up a problem that in previous problems I've been wrong, you're confirming this? Like in saying, like I don't understand. No, 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 I'm, I'm trying to do something a bit more retrospective and to try and, if you talk about, so I brought up like one specific problem, but I want to segue that into a broader issue. Okay. Which is, um, possible considerations about what this what about the problems that have been illuminated by this podcast okay and can I just ask a question are you saying that I'm defending myself when I ought not to be in these instances no 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 no. I think that's a totally natural reaction okay I think that if somebody comes at you and says like I'm upset that you did this or I think that you were wrong here yeah it's a natural excuse me, response to try and mitigate that and be like, well, I don't think it was wrong or I think it was wrong, but understandable because that's, that's a totally natural response okay. when you're confronted at the time. Okay. But I think that retrospectively you can think back on this stuff. Okay. So what's the broader, what's the broader problem that you're going to sort of, you know, you're going to encapsulate, um, a potential problem I would call it. Okay. But I'm not sure how you're going to come back to me on this, but uh-huh. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. And that is actually let, let me let, let me phrase it in the form of a problem. Uh, <laughs> let me be more let me be more decisive on this. Um, I feel like you are a pessimistic person, right? I mean, Would you agree that's with how that? You feel I don't know how you feel. Okay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? I feel like you look for and find the negative on things rather than the positive. I'd say that's probably fair. Yes. Okay. That, I think, is a problem. That, I think, is a significant problem. Okay. Because I think that that prevents you from enjoying... That can prevent you from enjoying life. Okay. And I would see that as sort of a broader systematic... Like, even... I mean, you're down here in New York. Mm -hmm. You're pursuing your goals. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, throwing caution to the wind. And I'm not sort of painting an overly rosy picture. You're, you're, you know, obviously, it's, it's not... 
all sunshine and roses and everything's not on easy street for you. But, you know, you're, you're here pursuing your goal, right? right? Okay. And there's at least in that, the functionality of that, the idea that like from a work perspective, what you're doing is pursuing your goal. Okay. There, there's a beauty to that and a nobility to that. And you should be happy in that. Okay. And yet, like I talked to you about it and you say like, Oh, I hate the administrative stuff. I hate the self promotion. You give me this like long list of things that you can't stand about being a stand up comic mm -hmm. when this is supposed to be your dream. This is supposed to be what you're pursuing. Okay. Okay. And so this is more like of a concern. Like this is, uh, it's a problem that concerns me, right? But this right. is a problem. I would see this as a problem because, and this is, this is not something that I only see in you. I see this in a lot of people mm -hmm. and I feel like it's, it's, it is a fundamental problem when you look at the negative aspects of life and it overpowers the yeah. positive. Yeah. Or you, you look for problems and I'm not saying that, uh, again, I'm not, well, I think like the, I mean, okay. The thing is like, okay. I agree with you that, I'm, you know, gen I generally see sort of the, the, the darker cloud and not whatever lining there may, may possibly be or whatever. Um, you see the cloud and not the silver lining. <laughs> um, but, and probably that's the case in any situation. Like, it probably doesn't matter what's objectively the case. Okay. Like, really, yeah. Like, especially, you know, things are fine. Like, I'm fine today. Like, today was a fine day. So, like, why? You know, why is it? I mean, today, I enjoyed today. But, um, I don't know. How, I mean, I don't know how to respond to this. Like, you're asking, I, I don't know. Are, are there people, I mean, aren't, aren't there just natural dispositions? Yeah. Like, but... are you saying that you have, like... Okay. Like, well, do you work like, like you know the, the the optimists? They work at that. No, but I'm optimistic, and this is going to sound strange. I'm optimistic because I've seen inordinate suffering in my lifetime. Inordinate? Um, not not experienced. I'm a, I'm a whatever white kid from the suburbs. But well, Greek, um, Greeks aren't white. Greeks aren't white. <laughs> now you've crossed the line. This will be the subject of another podcast. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I'm some hard luck story. Um, but what I mean is that I've, I've seen abject poverty and suffering. Oh, and it's traveling, you mean traveling around through my, tra I've okay. traveled quite a bit and I've seen abject poverty and suffering and strange as it sounds, um, that has given me an appreciation for how lucky I am. Okay. And I mean, because it sounds weird to be like, wow, I've seen so much misery. God, it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. um, but I, th I think it is legitimate to say that that I wasn't always a particularly positive person. I don't know if you felt that I was very optimistic when you knew me in high school. I don't think I was. Okay. But I think that the change happened with my travels and I realized like, wow, I have a lot to be grateful for. Even if things aren't going well, okay. things are still going better than they are for 90% of the people in the world. Okay. So... And it sounds strange to objectify it that way, but that's what maybe underlies does, my Maybe it doesn't give me pleasure to know that others are worse off than I am. <laughs> well, you and I differ. What can I say? Um, no, no, no. But it's, and, and so that's why like, it's not optimism. But, and you're certainly not the only person that I know who I would describe as being pessimistic. Right, right. But I think that that's a problem in the way that you see the world. Man, this is really weird because this is like a problem where you're like, you have to solve this for yourself. 
like this is not, like it doesn't affect you at all, really. It's not like we've had a. It's like seeing inconvenience. Well, it gets me down sometimes. Make <laughs> <laughs> sure make you happy. Uh, Dave's depressed again. Um, I don't know. I think it's a natural disposition. Like I think that's something that either or or it was sort of cultivated. <laughs> well, it can it can be. Cultured. And that said, I mean, one of the other people that I I know. Um, who who I would describe this way, I think is someone who um, it's a it's a female lawyer that works in Toronto that went to school with me that you met. Oh yes, okay. She's very um, depressed and actually has since quit law and is I believe farming in Northern Ontario. That sounds lovely. Um, well, I don't know. No, she's like... not not necessarily. <laughs> you just you just leap at anybody quitting law. No, which... I, like, I think farming is like a romantic. I, it's very romantic in my mind. I, yeah, I mean that the issue is that it's it's more not necessarily that like lawyers are better than farmers or that she shouldn't be a farmer, but it's more that like she's someone who's hard, very hardwired to be miserable, and she will always be miserable because that's really I think. But I think that she, in her case, it's it's um, and I'm. Well, I'm not completely talking out of the air, but I think it's 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 somewhat medical, and I think that she has a cl- she has clinical depression. Okay, um, she's actually in the next room, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is why this is why I was being vague, um, and I think it's very unlikely that she or mm-hmm. anybody she knows is going to listen to this, mm-hmm. um, unless this podcast <laughs> well, really takes off. You hope so. You hope, you hope I hope so. Well, no, I, I think that I don't think it's she's identifiable based on. <laughs> What I said, unless people real, unless people know her, maybe the the one person who left law in Toronto to go farm in Ontario. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. They shouldn't given. They shouldn't have given a location. I don't know. I think it's very unlikely. Anyway, okay, fair enough. If she, if she, if she if I get an angry email from her, I will bear responsibility. But the point is, is some people have to deal with clinical depression, and okay. that that forces them to see a cloud over their lives. And I see that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case with you. I think that it's it's a philosophy and an understanding of the world. But what's your what's what you recommendation or what are you say like what are you trying to say like to, like snap out of it or look at things differently or or see what you have and snap like, appreciate out of it. it. I'm gonna I, I I can slap you now if it like would that's help. what I think. I feel as though like a hundred years ago, instead of like going to you know a psychotherapist People or taking medication, your father like, used like you know, like snap get a out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's effective. Well, I'm not, and I, and yeah, but to, to be fair, that was that's, how Freud started off. Just <laughs> to be fair, that's also how they dealt with clinical depression <laughs> and people with pretty much any medical problem, like broken legs, snap out of it. Right. Um, no, and, and and yeah, but uh, uh, my point is that like it's something to not necessarily like snap out of it, but I think it's something to consider. Is that like maybe when you're thinking of things that you don't like or are inconvenient or are problematic for you, maybe. Think of the positives as well. Okay. Look on the bright side of life, David. Right. <clears throat> so this is this has been your daily affirmation. <laughs> I want you to go to the mirror and say I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. People like me. Do you have do you have any any response to that? Because I actually just I remembered something from a previous topic um, that I kind of want to get back to as well. It's a hard thing to respond to. Like I'm, I mean, I agree with you that it's most likely better to have a positive outlook. But, but comedians tend to. I guess comedians maybe it runs in the field. I think so. Like it's not saying like it's not worth. I mean, it's the sort of thing where you know it's not worth. It's not worth being 
more unhappy or unhappier in order to have a, you know, to tell jokes on stage. It's not worth it. And then, I mean, or just as like it's not good to, that people have problems with you, even if it's, you know, may support some sort of ridiculous series of podcasts. Um, sure. So it's not something, I don't know, I suppose that, I don't know, it's just a sense, what is, what, well, ah, I feel terrible at not being able to respond to this. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you want to say what you what you just want to say? What you ask? Yeah, I, I I just want to point out that uh, Dave kind of left the room and sort of meditated for a few minutes. I paused the I paused the recording and went yes yes, and to like to to collect his thoughts, which apparently is the first time that that's happened. Yeah, once yeah. yeah so yes. I want to take a little credit for throwing these very. Awesome, terrible questions. Terrible questions that have made you quote that have made you question your existence and are simultaneously supposed to cheer you up. <laughs> um, I guess it's the. I guess it's because there's a sense of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe things are unattainable or in, intrinsically, like things are going to fall away, and like most things are kind of like. What's a paper, a paper moon? Like they're all sort of transparent. They're all sort of life is suffering, and when you achieve your goals, you find out they're not the goals that you wanted. No, but I think that things sort of maybe aren't as they seem. Like, look, I think I think being a kid of divorce has a big impact somehow. I don't want to sort of blame. Okay, but you're 31 years old. I don't know if you can really. <laughs> yeah, but they're still separ- they're still divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, alright, fair enough. <laughs> um, I don't know, I guess, I guess it was like, I guess you can be like, always like a contemplative person. I think that, I don't know, probably, probably what would be best would be like purely animalistic, like purely just always like eating and drinking and fucking and exercising. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not a hedonistic person. See, but I think those, are, that's like kind of, you're, you're an animal. No, I'm, I, but I, I'm not a hedonistic person, and I and I think very carefully about ethical issues and about arranging my life that way. And I also am very cognizant of doing what I can, um, acting in a way uh, that 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 is morally right. And and I do think about these great questions. And I actually and and obviously as part of my work, I'm confronted with mm-hmm. um, major you know moral. Or ethical, or uh, major problems in the world, and like, like su- suppressing expression in media, or people being jailed. Okay, okay. Um, and and, to, oh, yeah, and okay. again, to be fair, I'm I'm a little bit of the extreme in the other direction, where um, my kind of default is to just laugh at things. So I did, and this is <laughs> and the total opposite of a comic impact, right? And this this is this has actually gotten me into trouble, where I've been like. I've been in a developing world country and people have been like, oh man, you know, they, they, because they just passed this law. Yeah. And they just arrested a bunch of journalists and I've laughed because like, oh, yeah, that's what the government will do. Well, why are you laughing at that? Um, just cause it's, it's, 
Yeah, I, I, I and, and I've angered the people that I'm working with because they've said the same thing, like, you shouldn't be laughing at that. And my next step is to take a bunch of, you know, to do work to get the people out of jail. Right. 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 But, like, it's it's kind of, it's just sort of, I don't know, I guess my default response is to see, you know, the irony of uh, an expressive law being used to jail people or whatever. I mean, I, 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 my point is that I acknowledge that I'm too far in the other direction. But the thing is, like, I just, I don't know, I, I guess, I guess, I guess you have to have, like, a base level of enjoyment of life. But why don't you enjoy life? But I don't, I don't know, how, I don't, I don't know, like, I think it's, like, I think it's sort of where you have to do things to eat. You have to put things out into the world and produce, and you, you're going to be, you're gonna, there's an exchange, and then the money, you know, the world returns money to you effectively. Okay, but continue going on. But that, okay, but you also, I mean, we were talking about aging, and you asked me, like, because we're the same age, and you asked me, like, well, isn't your body starting to break down a little bit? Um, And I'm like, yeah, well, I noticed certain things and this and that, and you're like, that's terrible, and you seemed, like, flabbergasted by this horrible truth that people age. Like that, your ankles hurt after playing soccer, that sort of thing. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's that's kind of life, and I wouldn't rage against that. And my counterpoint to that would be, I was at the museum today, uh-huh. and I saw, like, um, this very old woman who was about not in her, like, probably mid-90s. I know her. <laughs> well, it's New York City. Everybody knows everybody. No, there was a very old woman. She was in her, like, mid-90s, probably, and she was being, I think, pushed around the, uh, the art museum by... Her da- what looked like her daughter and her granddaughter, and they were talking like about emotionally. No, like <laughs> they were rolling her. No, she was she was in a wheelchair. Okay, and I don't know that it was. I had a very very brief conversation with one of them when they asked me if they could take photos. So I, I don't know if it was her daughter or granddaughter, mm-hmm. but I assume so because they were talking about the paintings she was, and they were like, "Oh, look at that one!" And it was like, you know, that's really nice that she's aged and she's at the end of her life and she's taking comfort in doing these activities with her family and. I also saw um, there was a husband and wife. Again, I'm assuming it's a husband. Yeah, it was a husband and wife. And I think that they were in their, like, 70s or 80s. And they were walking around the museum talking about the pieces. And they were holding hands, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I see that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, it's sort of very affirming that, like, oh, there, there can be, like sort of beautiful things in old age. There's old married couples that are still in love. And right. there's, you know, old people that are just being doted upon by their children and grandchildren still enjoying life. And I see that and I'm like, yeah, aging sucks. But there's, there are beautiful endings as well. And all that I can really do is hope that that's, is do my best to end up in that situation, which is not the same as, you know, staying 21 or 25 for right. 80 years or whatever. Right. But, you know, that there are better outcomes and worse outcomes, and you aim for the better outcomes. And you understand the spectrum that you're on. Yeah, but, like, I think, and I asked you this the other day, like, do you, I I mean, do you still want the things you used to want? Like, we went out for drinks last night with a friend of mine who's a comic who's 25. And I think that the things he's going through are different. And, like, I don't... I, I don't, I kind of want those things still, like I, but I don't feel like I want to be, like I, I find those things exciting, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, I just want to go home and go to bed. Like, I don't want to hang out till two in the morning anymore. So it's this weird sort of, there's, there's, there isn't, there, it's not matching up. 
And so I'm not sure that. But this is not a new phenomenon. This is not something that happened in the last year. So this is, this is an attitude that you've had. I don't know about high school. I, I can't remember high school. Well, in high school, whether you had this attitude. Well, now you don't remember things in the past. <laughs> High school is a, is, a, is a weird beast. I think we all remember high school through our Look, own it's lives. a weird thing to do stupid fucking life. This is a weird This is a weird thing to do. All right? Like, it's a very precarious thing. Comedy or life? Yes, comedy. Like, yes. for instance. Okay? okay? Like, it's certainly... It's somewhat... Material. But you were it's unhappy at the DOJ. You were unhappy in law school. I was happy in summers in law school. Those were beautiful <laughs> months. <laughs> when you weren't in law school. Well, like, no, but really, like, it is kind of circumstantial, I think. But ultimately, probably not, but... I don't know. Were you happy getting your philosophy degree? I think so. All right. Yeah, that felt like meaningful. There was purpose in that, and like the work, you know. All right. So, yeah. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that was that was kind of that was good. And not in retrospect, at the time, were you a happy person? I think so. I think so. I All believe right. so. I only saw you, I think, a couple of times in that when you were an undergrad. So I, I, I think it's just a consequence of me not thinking enough about all the subsequent decisions after that time point in time. <laughs> you idled away. You were the grasshopper. <laughs> kind of. I think it's okay, though, those guys who, like, you know, die at 27, sort of. Well, yeah, but you can't live assuming that you're going to die at 27. Well, clearly not. <laughs> well, cer- certainly not Especially being now. 31, but, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, all right. Okay. Uh, I, I do want to um, very briefly go back to a, a short story, uh, <laughs> a short tale. No, it's just, it's, it's something that just came to my mind now, and I'm kicking myself for not bringing it up when we were talking about um, not understanding boundaries of what you could ask of people. Okay. So I, I realize this isn't great format, and it, it's hearkening back to something we were talking about half an hour ago, so my apologies. Accepted. But, um, so, because it's really would have made my case if I'd remembered it, um, in the discussion, but I'll, I'll just bring it up now. Um, because this isn't about me, but, uh, there's somebody that we both went to high school with that I went to law school with. <laughs> okay. Did she, did she quit <laughs> law to go to like, did she, she, did she walk on the moon or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and, and it could be, I, I actually, there's two people that. We went to high school with, and I went to law school with, and I actually don't remember which one of them it was that I told know me this. I went to law school with you, so that's fine. Okay, so maybe, <laughs> but tell maybe story. you'll remember it after I tell the story. Okay. Okay, so we were chatting at some sort of law school function, and uh, she said to me, like, I can't remember how we got into this topic of conversation, but you came up, and she was like, "Oh, Dave, you know, I hadn't spoken to Dave in about three or four years, maybe." And he called me up, <laughs> and he said, um, "Oh, I think I know who this we were, is." We were we were talking, and he said, "Like, hey, uh, so if a guy is going down on a girl, and the girl asks him, how does it taste?" Wait a second! I didn't phone her up and ask her this fucking question. <laughs> should you be honest with her, or should you just say what's in the moment? Wait a second. Okay, so you're taking okay, this story. She may have like made up this fucking story. I don't okay? think she made up this story. Okay, go on, go on. Uh, well, that's 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 I kind of up to ask. Yes, go on. Okay, go on. <laughs> is it? I'm, I I know you didn't just phone her up, to, but it was basically the point is you were talking to her. You hadn't spoken to her in like years and years and years, and you were throwing this very intimate kind of question at her. So the question is, if you should you be honest or like just 
No, no, no. Okay. What you had, uh, I was not a party to this conversation. Okay. But, or maybe it was in person. I don't, again, this is, uh, this is a hazy story that I'm remembering because I remember the funny aspects of it. Okay. And that, that is the question, which I do remember. Yeah. Okay. Which is, uh, guys going down on a girl. She asks him, how does it taste? Should he be honest or, (laughs) (laughs) or should he like give her some sort of, you know, whatever sexy answer yeah and so i just there's two reasons why i find that hilarious uh-huh. um <laughs> one of them is and again this goes back to the the previous point which is uh about not a, not necessarily respecting boundaries and the limits of what to share which with is why we're friends, <laughs> <laughs> and so that i find that hilarious and and she said that to me she was just like like and because she she was just stunned that you had thrown this at her, um, and the other the other reason I find it hilarious is because I pick, it, this goes back to the indecision where I picture you in the middle of the act, <laughs> in the middle of the act just sort of like huh do I and just sort of pausing and running the different answers through your head when perhaps a less indecisive person would just throw out the first thing that came into his head and keep going. Well. So what's the case? So what's the what's with you? So how was how did she she was she, so how was she feeling about this interaction though? She was <clears throat> not angry, but like stunned. I think would be that would be the way <laughs> to put it. I didn't realize <laughs> there was such a weird thing. Like I can't believe this stuck with her. And this happened. I I don't. I do you do, remember it? Do you remember? I remember, that? I remember. I remember sort of being asked the question. Certainly, I remember that. Um, <laughs> uh, this must have been around her. Oh, sorry. I, I really don't think that I phoned her up and asked her this. I don't. I also don't. Maybe maybe you met, but my my point is that I was I had I was chatting yeah. to her at this event, and she somehow you came up, and she was like, "Oh well, I hadn't spoken to him in years," and he asked me about that. Okay, but I think so. Okay. I, 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 I I agree that it's implausible that you looked through people that you went sure, to high sure, school sure. with. Did it? Did it? Was she put, it? Was she put off? Was she like, "I don't want to speak to him again"? Like it was weird, but like I understand it, or just like it's totally. She thought it was very weird. Average. She thought it was. She thought it was weird that she was being asked that. Well, I guess I'm, okay. I think I think it's one, it's one of two people that I can think of. I think no, there's two people. Yeah, that you went to high school. That we went to high school with that I went to law school. Yeah, okay. I don't know who it is. And I actually don't remember which one it is. Okay. Uh, but they were friends, right? Uh, maybe. I anyway, know. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I'd like to know who it was. Um, well, let's pause this and we'll... Okay, one sec. Okay. Alright, so we just paused it and we're here back here and it's... We still don't know. But it's, does, two, does, it's two girls who I thought I, I didn't I, I didn't think it was them. Does it matter know. though? It doesn't matter, I suppose. But I kind of feel as though it. I mean, look, I guess I I guess that I felt that you know we were close enough friends and we had weird sex related conversations. Except you can't remember these. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I had a bad memory. So what do you want? I can't. Do no, 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 no. Not that you don't remember who it was, but that you gave me in the pause names of two people and it wasn't either of them. So the fact that you're coming back to me and being like, well, but we had a great rapport and we talked about this stuff. But now that you named the girls are the two girls who went to law school with, I can think like, okay, like I know I had weird conversations with them in high school and they ne- we never had, and, you know, we talked about like this, these sorts of issues in high school, I think a little bit. And there was like a weird open relationship. Sure. So I thought that just because we haven't spoken in a couple of years time, like what, <laughs> what's the difference? I mean, I guess it's weird, but I don't know. It's but like I a think part that, of life. It's I think that plays into the theme of what I said earlier about the... Uh, with it, I think it's along the same theme as asking me about 
asking me to ask my brother on behalf of your girlfriend about a weird gynecological thing. Um, Without prying. Without prying into this issue that you were going to tell me about in detail. I mean, I think it's a different, I think it's a different type of question. I think when I'm asking you like to to, to do a favor for me and that, but I think this is a different type. I think it's also weird, but it's not, not okay. Maybe that's the connecting. But who else am I going to ask if I'm a high school friend? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't let a question like that keep me up at night. Maybe that's the key to me being optimistic. What would you do, that, what would you do in that situation? You what would I do in that do? situation? Yeah. Um, uh, I honestly, I, I, I would say the first thing that came into my head. Why? That's good. What do you mean? Okay, go on. Because, go on. It, because it doesn't... Well, okay, what did you do in that situation? I believe that I said... I know that I said... Um, it's tasted better. Response. But that's honest. <laughs> Honesty and is it's, important in and, a relationship. And it's not damning either, I think. And it's, <laughs> it's tasted better is kind of damning. Well, um, okay. Well, it was, the be- it was the best ever every single time anyway. But um, I would, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never been asked that. So, okay. So, that, no, actually, that's not that weird. I'm, I wouldn't be, if I was asked that, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, that's weird. Like that's I've never been asked that, but that's not that doesn't strike me as incredibly unusual uh-huh. for a girl to say. I mean, you know, people say strange things. Um, I would, when I say it, I mean, like she had, she had, she had, not like others. That's yeah, at the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I assume. Yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 It, it's it's <laughs> it's it's far more sinister if it's somebody else the morning after being like so. <laughs> no. 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 I'm, I I I probably would say something along the lines of. Either like something nice or um, something about how like, oh, you're so beautiful or something like that. Or just like just to keep the mood going. So you would bullshit them? Um, That's not necessarily bullshitting them. That's, you know, pillow talk. That's pillow talk? (laughs) I'm a romantic guy. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want that. I mean, maybe she was asking, why ask me? Anyway, why Why ask me something you don't answer? If she was... I love that this just took such a crazy sexual turn towards the end. Um, if she was honestly asking for an assessment of her gynecological state, uh-huh. do you think she would do it in the middle of sex? No. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> so, honesty is not the overriding factor here. The overriding factor is you're in the middle of an intimate moment and you want to keep the intimacy going. I don't call that bullshitting. I think that's that's how it goes I guess so it's a stupid question to ask <laughs> I don't know I, I, I mean I, wasn't, I don't know I, I, dirty talk and all this and... yeah but that's not <laughs> I've tasted it's tasted better is not dirty talk I know I didn't I know I'm not the one initiating it <laughs> 
No, I think we need to add this to the list of, uh, <laughs> in my estimation, you're in the wrong. How did, so, how did she, so how did she, hang on, I, I want to I get back to this. So how did she react? I think you frowned. <laughs> <laughs> From what you can see. At least you didn't entirely kill me. <laughs> I like it looks like, like, it's like an understated, like, <laughs> genuine response. Uh, I, I imagine she knew you, and so yeah. she should have expected something like that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right, so that was my conversation with Mike, and I hope... Everyone's, you know, come out a better person. Um, I think the first thing that I want to say is that I ended up seeing my my family in Brooklyn. Um, What happened was that I'd given them a call and it was the high holidays and they weren't using technology. They weren't answering their phones. And so, like, that is my ignorance. And so, whatever implication there may have been about them not getting back to me. That was purely my ignorance. And I, I had lunch with them yesterday and it was still like a very weird experience. Um, they're super lovely, but we're very different people. Like they're super lovely. Um, but just different manners. Like, uh, I don't know, like I'm, you know, we're, I'm like, you know, Ashkenazi Jew and they're more Sephardic. And it's funny just how we look so different, like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. And they're very, very dark features and also just like you know my family's more kind of i don't know we're 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 more we're more sort of in the in the, in the world of 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 academia and art and all that and my and my cousins they're they have they have a business and a big family and it's really differently warm and the first thing i had i sit down and they offer me lots of nice food and then I get questioned right away, but what the hell am I doing with what I'm doing with myself? And to, and to say, like, three minutes after sitting down at the table, I haven't seen them in years, they say, you're going to get this comedy thing out of your system. I mean, that's a little presumptuous. That's not welcoming or inviting. And then the, this friend of theirs, I never even met before, she asks me, how did you, how, like, well, my financial situation? And what happened with... With, with law school and those fees and all these things. And afterwards, it was, it was pleasant. And, you know, there was like scotch and, and, and cigars and just warmth. But it was, it was a little much at first, I think. Um, anyway, first, uh, yeah. Um, so, so, so what else? I find that like every time... Okay, what else do I talk about? Okay, yeah, I guess... I guess um, I want to say that uh, I want to. I want to. I want to say. I feel like I didn't answer well the question that Mike raised about why aren't you happy or why don't you enjoy life. I, I didn't answer that well, and I think that's a huge question. Although in the past few days, things have been like sincerely very nice. Um, just being in in New York and doing stand up here, and like no one owes me anything, and it doesn't. You know, starting from relative obscurity but each time it's nice and people are are getting it 
and people are open and friendly and offering you more things. So perhaps that if you find work that you enjoy and that means something to you, that's ultimately fulfilling. And it's amazing because like, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think that largely a lot of comics go into comedy because they don't find anything else so, so satisfying or meaningful. And it's amazing. It's amazing the number of comics I'll talk to who just they can't really conceive of doing anything else. I met a, a guy who has a PhD. He's a, he was a scientist before, and this is what he does now. And he's totally open about how this is a crazy way of being. And this other comic I spoke to, which was hilarious, which was hilarious, I thought, that he was interviewed by the school newspaper, his college newspaper, and he, this guy was telling me, he's like, and this, this interviewer kept asking me all these, what, what she thought were these, you know, innocent questions, like, why do you do stand-up? And he's like, I couldn't, he's like, I, I, I went into such detail, and it threw me off, I had to think about it, and I, I you know, she didn't, she wasn't ready for this type of, like, very thoughtful, serious answer. Um, so anyway, so it's very nice, when things go well, life is nice, but it's still, like, a very precarious position. Um, and what else? I guess this is a strange thing. I had a very nice interview recently at a bakery, to work at a bakery, um, which is a different different world than what I'm used to, you know, professionally. I've, I've been to bakeries, sort of, you know. And uh, what was really nice was that it was one of the, the easiest, most natural interviews I'd ever had. I wrote them, of like, you know, why I want to work there. I didn't have to misrepresent myself. I believe. I don't think I did. And I went for the interview, and they asked me if I had any questions. And I said, might I please, please try something? And they said, sure, you can try whatever you'd like. And, I, and I, 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 I got, you know, I got a brownie. And it was great. And they offered me, they said, do you want any coffee? And I said, yeah, I said, yeah please, I'd love some coffee. And, I, you know, like, it's very simple things. It's uncomplicated. And whether or not that's enough to live off of, that's another issue, but who doesn't want to work at a bakery? Okay, I'm sorry to Daniel, I want to apologize to Daniel, Mike was coming at you if you'd want to respond, I guess we could do something like this, and otherwise, I don't know, okay, here's, um, yeah, so here's just a couple of things, yeah, why are things, yeah, so, you know, things are going, little things are coming up, um, you know, whatever, if you want to no one's, no one's going to... Some people are going to be in Halifax. Because I'm going to be there the, on the 25th of October at the Halifax Pop Explosion and opening for Todd Berry, which is very nice. And then before that, at Charlottetown, I'll be uh, headlining, you know, what effectively is my own show, um, on the 20th. So, yeah, you know, you can... I don't know, you can check out these... Any, and Anyway, and no one's going for these things. But... It's good to know about it, you know, so that's it. I guess, the, you know, just continuing on as best we can. And uh, I want to thank Mike for his, his retrospective of the whole sort of series thus far. And, uh, yeah, I think that why don't you enjoy life? It's a good question. And I think that's it's one that... Uh, you know, hopefully will become less and less applicable. Applicable. Less 
you know, less appropriate as, as, as time goes on. Otherwise, there have been so many problems that have arisen today that I haven't even touched upon because because they're, they're, they're still, they still weigh very, very, very heavy. Right. 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 Right.